Today's daf is Yud Bet in Masechet Rosh Hashanah. We will begin 11 lines from the bottom of Yud Bet Amud Aleph. 11 lines from the bottom where there's two dots. For the Yerakot, where it speaks about the green vegetables. For the green vegetables, we follow, uh, uh, we follow uh, Tishrei as our Rosh Hashanah. Tana, it says in the Brayta, Yerakot no Masrot Vindarim. It says in the Brayta, Yerakot, Masrot, and Nidarim, that there are three things. There are uh, the vegetables, the Maaser, the tithing, and also for oaths, we follow the, uh, we follow the uh, uh, Tishrei as our Rosh Hashanah. So the Gemara asks, Le Yerakot, what are you talking about when you say Yerakot here? What about for vegetables? What about vegetables? Mayninu. Maser, right? So he says uh, we're talking about taking tithes on the vegetables. So yerek, I know masrot. So that means it's the same thing because it says we follow tishrei with respect to with respect to yerek, with respect to vegetables, and with respect to masrot. But basically, yerek and masrot are the same thing because you're saying that what do we need to have a date for yerakot for because of maser? And in in the bright that says yerakot and masrot is two different things, right? Tana. In other words, he has derabanan and deraita. So yirako, taking tithes anyway from vegetables is only derabanan. Masrot, when it says the word masrot, it means deraita. The things that have to have masr taken deraita. Vilitni deraita bereshab. And why doesn't it say masrot first and then yirakot in the braita? Since masrot are talking about the deraita, tithes and yirakot is only derabanan to tithe uh, vegetables. It says, We have this idea several times in Shas that the Chachamim sometimes like to put the Rabbanans first, not because they're more important, but because they're more beloved to the rabbis because they show the, the involvement, the creativity, the active role that the Chachamim play in the legislation of Torah Shebaal Peh. V'tana Didan, what about our Tana in the Mishnah? Does it only mention Yerakot, doesn't mention Ma'asot. Tana Derabanan, it says Yerakot in our Mishnah, in the Brayta, it says also Masrot. In our Mishnah, it only mentions Yerakot because since you see that rabbinic tithes have the Rosh Hashanah of Tishrei, Kal Bochomer also the uh, the uh, <coughs> the ones that are Deoraita. Vedetni Maser Chad Maser Beima Vechad Maser Dagan. So it says Vedetni. So it says. In other words, why doesn't it say Vedetni Maser? Why doesn't it just say Maser? Why does it say Masrot? Because Echad Maser Beima Vechad Maser Dagan. Because there's not only one type of Maser. There's Maser Beima and there's Maser Dagan. There's the tithing of animals and the tithing also of grain. Felitne Yerek. Why doesn't it say Yerek? Why does it say Yerakot in the plural? Trey Gavne Yerek. Because there's two kinds of vegetables. It's not Yerek and Negad Mishia Ged. Sheno Negad Mishia Maleta Kili. It depends. Vegetables that are bound up in bundles are not considered finished and therefore obliga- uh, obligated in Maser until you bundle them up. But the ones that are not, as soon as you fill up a container with them, that's as far as it goes in terms of processing. And, uh, and that would be considered already finished and ready for Maser to be taken um, in the, uh, you know, from those vegetables. So, so far our conclusion is when it says Yerakot is talking about the rabbinic tithes, when it says Masur is talking about the biblical ones, our Mishnah only mentions the biblical, only mentions the rabbinic ones, so you will conclude Kalvachomer, the, uh, rabbinic, the, uh, biblical ones. If it, if there's the deadline for the rabbinic, then certainly for the biblical. Now, Tanoraban, the Ket Yerik Erev if a person picked some vegetables on Erev Rosh Hashanah, meaning Erev, you know, the, thir- the day before the first of Tishrei, and Achelot Avo Hashemesh, and before the sun went down, Vachazar Viliket, Mishi Avo Hashemesh, and then he went back and he picked some more vegetables after the sun went down. Now, obviously, you can't do that because that would already be on Rosh Hashanah, so you would either have to ask a non-Jew to do it, or it means any time after the, uh, any time after Erev Rosh Hashanah, what happens is, 
You cannot now include them as being considered the same batch of vegetables. You're not allowed to um, take tithes from one for the other. Because you have to make sure that whatever you're tithing from, whatever's in that uh, group of items, has to be from the same year. So you can't use something from a previous year for a current year, and you can't use something from a current year for a previous year. So now he says like this. If it was the second year going into the third year, now we know that in the Shemitah cycle, each year has a different set of, um, of Masrot that have to be given. So the second, so the first, the third, and the sixth year have um, Maser Sheni. And the second, and the, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, the, the third and the sixth year have Maser uh, Ani instead of Maser Sheni. And the other years have Maser Sheni. And of course, Shemitah doesn't have any. So when, so, so it says, if it was, if there were, these vegetables were in the patch and you picked some of them on Erev Rosh Hashanah, which was the second year of the Shemitah cycle. So it's subject actually to Maser Rishon that's given to Levi and Maser Sheni that's given to the, that's brought to Yerushalayim to eat. And then you pick the rest of it. Um, after Rosh Hashanah, which is already the third year, so now that's that's Maser Rishon or Maser Ani. Since the third and sixth year, you have Maser Ani. You have the obligation of um, bringing the uh, uh, the poor person's tithe instead of the uh, Maser Sheni that's brought to Yerushalayim. Okay, so you so from the same batch of vegetables in the ground, since the picking happened in two different years, the halachot are going to be different. Where do we get this from? When it talks about something called vidui maser, when you finish with all of your uh, tithing of your produce in the third year, which is the year of the maser, which means a year that has only one maser. What is that talking about? Maser rishon, maser ani. Right? It's talking about the year that you have only Maser Rishon and Maser Ani for the poor. Um, Maser Sheni Yiftal, but you don't have Maser Sheni that you have to bring some of it to Yerushalayim on the third and the sixth year. Oh, Enoela Av Maser Rishon Nami Yiftal. Maybe it will be that we also don't have Maser Rishon to give to the Levi and we only have one Maser, which is Maser Ani. How do you know you have Maser Rishon? Because it says, Hashem spoke to the Levim and said, when you take from B'nai Israel the tithes that I've given to you um, as your portion, it compares it to a portion of land, just like my inheritance of the land that never gets interrupted. There's never any time that you don't have Maser Rishon. All six years of the Nan Shemitah have Maser Rishon. The only thing that changes is that the third and the sixth year, instead of Maser Sheni, you have Maser Ani that's given to the poor. But the, the Maser for the Levi is always there. Tani Idah said in another bride, when it talked about finishing off the Maser on the third year and the sixth year, that's talking about a year that has only one Maser, Maser Rishon, Maser Ani. Like we said before, it means it has only Maser Rishon given to the Levi and the Maser given to the poor. Maser Sheni of but there's no Maser Sheni, there's no portion that you have to bring to Yerushalayim or redeem it and bring the money to Yerushalayim. Maybe you'll think that we should also not have a Maser Rishon for the Levi. Because it says the Levi will come. So, what, which means whenever he comes, you should give to him. This is the Pasuk we saw before. To the Levim, you should speak and say to them, When you take the tithe from B'nai Yisrael, that I've given to you from them <coughs> as your portion. It's compared to a portion of land, right? Which means 
that there's never a break from the land. The land belongs to me forever, whatever I inherited. The same is true that there's always for the living, no matter what. There's never a year that it gets canceled. Um, so uh, you wouldn't have to uh, cancel, you would never cancel the Maser Rishon, even though Maser Sheni, two out of the six years, is canceled and replaced with Maser Ani that's given to the poor. Velin Darim. When it comes to oaths, Tishrei is the beginning of the new year. If a person says, I swear off having any benefit from you for a, for a year. If he says for a year, that means he has to have 12 months from day to day, meaning exactly 12 months of days. Um, have to pass till he can benefit from the other person. But if he said for this year, even if it was the 29th of Elul and tonight is the end of the year, as soon as it's Rosh Hashanah, the year's over, he has a new year, and now he doesn't have the prohibition imposed by that oath anymore. Even according to the opinion, it says one day of the year doesn't count as a year. Right? The fact is that this person just wanted to cause himself some distress or to cause the person that he was swearing off some distress, whatever it was. So therefore, and that was enough. It did its job. It created a feeling of, uh, of discomfort, even though only for that one day. And that was enough. So therefore, we're going to say that, um, that such an oath is, uh, <clears throat> you know, it, the cutoff is the first of Tishrei, even if it was made Erev Rosh Hashanah. Right, so for Eman Nisan, you know, we don't go by Nisan, we go by Rosh Hashanah, we go by Rosh Hashanah of Tishrei because Haloch Achad Shomnetam. We go like the people, the way people say, and people say, people call Rosh Hashanah Rosh Hashanah, the first day of Tishrei, and so it makes sense that we would uh, we would um, consider that the Rosh Hashanah. She says oaths go by the language that we are accustomed to speaking in our normal lives and in that sense we all call the first of Tishrei Rosh Hashanah so therefore if he said till the end of the year he meant till right till Rosh Hashanah and that was it. And then the oath that prevented him from benefiting from the other person will effectively be cancelled. We learned over there in the Mishnah. So once the produce starts to grow um, when it comes to the tiltan, so uh, th- then it can, uh, that's the year by which we determine its maser status, not by when it's picked, but by when it grows, when the grain has grown. And we, when it comes to olives, we go by when the olives have reached a third of their growth. What does it mean when, the, when it's grown? Meaning when, it had, when the fenugreek is producing its own seeds that, it could, that could be planted on their own, that means it's fully grown. Whatever year that occurs in, if that occurs in the first year of the Shemitah, or the second year, or the third year, it doesn't matter when I actually pick the item. It matters when it reached that level of growth. We said that um, that grain and uh, and um, and uh, and olives once they reach a third of growth, that defines them as complete. And whenever year that reaching of a third of growth occurred, that's what's going to define their status for maser. We're not going to be where we get that from. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Asi said, and Rabbi Yochanan, and some say it was Rabbi Yossi, Glili said, It says at the end of seven years on the holiday, the year of Shemitah, Chagasukot, it's actually talking about the Chagasukot after uh, Shemitah. It says, so it says, my Avidei, so why are we calling Chagasukot Shnata Shemitah, right? My, so the point is, it's not Shnata Shemitah anymore. 
It's the Sukkot after Shemitah when you do the mitzvah of Hakel that everybody comes together to listen to the king read from the Torah and so on. So why, why, why is it saying it's Shnat Shemitah? So it says no, because really it's the eighth year. Right? So meaning my Shminiti. It's telling you that any uh, any item, any produce that reached a third of its growth during Shemitah, even after Shemitah, you still cannot benefit from it, you still cannot use it other than in accordance with the laws of Shemitah. You're, you have to treat it as Shemitah produce, even though you picked it after Shemitah, if it grew a third or more during the Shemitah. So the uh, so the thing is maybe um, maybe even if the item didn't grow at all the person didn't grow at all maybe the Torah is just telling you that Shemitah extends until the next Sukkot extends a few more weeks doesn't it after Tishrei it doesn't end at the moment of Tishrei right and simply the Torah is telling you that Shemitah extends until the following Sukkot. So it says, no, don't think that because it's so because it says the holiday of gathering at the end of the year. My Asif, what does it mean? Gathering. If you're going to say that what it means is a holiday that comes when you gather the produce, we already have a Pasuk that says that Sukkot happens when you're gathering your grain from the fields. So what does it mean? What Asif means here is something unusual. It means actually harvesting, not gathering. And the rabbis understood, they had a principle that any produce that is harvested on the holiday, it must have been at least at a point of a third of its growth by Rosh Hashanah if it's being harvested on Sukkot. And in other words, the fact that it refers to harvesting on Sukkot, that that was harvested on Sukkot must have been um, in existence and up to a third of its growth by Rosh Hashanah. And it calls it the exiting of the year. Meaning to say, and Rashi says, So if you're going to say that really just Chag Asif is another name for Sukkot, right? And it calls it the time of gathering. So why would it say it twice? One is to teach you that it's, uh, one is to teach you the idea that uh, it's of the time of year, that's the time of gathering grain. And the other one is to teach you that um, it's still considered to a certain extent connected to the previous year because anything that grew up to a third uh, in the previous year is going to still be considered to belong, so to speak, to that year and not to the new year uh, that you're in presently. So up to Sukkot, anything that was... There's going to be things that were that were grown a th- up to a third in the previous year, and those things are still going to be considered shayach. They're going to be considered connected to the prior year. Okay, so the um, so I, I think this is a good place to stop, and Bezrat Hashem will continue. Although it is a continuation of the discussion, it goes much further, and it will be easier for us to pick up at this point.